What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Thursday, September 5th in Dixon, California at Kuyu headquarters. There's going to be a live questions and answers seminar with the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Come on down if you'd like to be involved. The doors open at 5. Questions and answers seminar starts at 6.30. Hope to see everybody there and have a great day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Got to come Culture up. Shock. Yeah, we'll show, show up. You guys have really good food cooking. Thanks, yeah, yeah. You know, like that, and that's my first time ever experiencing Pakistani food. Right, right, right. You know, and what was it that we ate? Biryani. It's called biryani. Uh huh. So what is that exactly? You said it was like seven layers. It's of, like seven layers of rice with yeah. chicken and curry and spices. Uh huh. Yeah. It's all mixed in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so basically it's like a, a traditional dish from Pakistan. Some yeah. usually it's in the, the southern part of Pakistan. Uh huh. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's basically rice and chicken and a bunch of curries and a bunch of different flavors and profile that you know. It's delicious. Yeah. So the first bite you take it, you can feel you know, taste all the spices and. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you like it? I loved how, it. How was how was your first experience? I loved it. Yeah. I was kind of bummed that you guys turned the spice down a little bit for me. Well, I don't, I don't know you like spicy food, yeah. so I was like, hey, man, turn it down a little bit. You know, it's you first know, time. <laughs> you know, I don't know what this gringo is going to do, man. Like, no, I love spicy food, man. So next time, then we'll turn it up a notch for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was really good. <clears throat> cool. Like, I was super, super pumped on it. I, uh, yeah, I've never had it, so. Yeah, yeah. For me, that was a first. Cool, cool. I'm glad it was a good experience for you. Man. Yeah. You know what we should have done is we should have brought your wood duck out here. Because it would have been good to look at it while you tell the story of it. You know, because I was planning on doing it inside. Yeah. And everybody came more. That's our, that's our yeah. culture, bro. Every, right? You know? For sure. Yeah, yeah. So Community. Right, exactly. Community, yeah. man. Yeah. How important is that? Exactly. Well, when it was like what we were talking <clears throat> about while we were eating dinners. Right. Having a community around us. You know, and people constantly coming and going and having a good time, good laughs, good food, right. good friendship, good companionship, right, right. the whole deal. Yeah, which we don't have nowadays, man. At all. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Kind of like the town you grew up in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the same size as the town, but no one knows each other anymore because everybody's so caught up in, you know, their own lives. Yeah, nobody knows <coughs> their neighbor. Right, right. And it's a bummer. It is. It is, man. Yeah. It is, yeah. 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 So that's a big, big thing with hunting for me, man, so like... When I go out to hunt, like my dad, he can't really go out because he's older. You know, you've seen him. He, yeah. Knees are bad and everything. So he can't really, you know, take on the weather and stuff. But when I bring, when I go out and get the animal and shoot and bring it home, it's like we all get together and they all become part of the hunt. You know, like my wife cooking. Vicariously like, through right, the food, exactly, man. Exactly, exactly, yeah. It's amazing how food can do that. Right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's what I tell people all the time. It's like my hunt, it doesn't, it starts actually after I shoot the animal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Usually, that's like you know when you finish that. That's the that's the starting process. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Because there's so much more after that. Exactly. That goes into (laughs) everything with the animal from 
the camaraderie and the family right, and right. and all of that stuff to right. um, cooking it and eating it and yeah. sharing the story of the hunt. Yeah, yeah, and it keeps my um, my tradition and my culture and everything alive still. You yeah, know, all the families there. We use all the spices that we used to, you know, use back home and. Just keep the culture going. Our culture is all about family. You know? mm-hmm. and then hunting just brings all that together. So, are you first generation immigrant, or I am? You yeah. So you, okay. Yeah, first generation. So, <clears throat> first, I guess, why don't you introduce yourself? Because you've been on a podcast before, right? Uh-huh. Very briefly, right? And we were always talking about circling back and doing another podcast, and right. we're finally having the opportunity to do it, right? So, why don't you introduce yourself? So, my name is Gerard Massey. Um, I'm a first-generation Boston American. Um, I grew up in Southern California, um, and um, just started hunting basically from listening to my dad tell stories of him hunting with his brothers and his his cousins and stuff back home in Pakistan. And what were they hunting for in Pakistan? So a lot of chucker. Uh-huh. Right? You know, you, my dad and you yeah, talked earlier. Yeah, I was talking right? to him. Yeah, really. yeah. So they hunt a lot of chucker back home, a lot of quails and. You know, a lot, lot of wild goats and stuff and sheep that mm-hmm. we have back home. <clears throat> so you used to hunt that. Were and they then, ever allowed to kill Markur? No, not no. then. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was more strict <laughs> back then. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> different politics what back we, then. Yeah, well, what was the, that's a really, I like that. What, what was the regulation like on them going out and hunting? So um, I don't know too much about it because, you know, mm-hmm. I was really young. Yeah, back, you know. absolutely. Yeah, but um, it's, a, it's a third world country. Mm-hmm. Right, so hunting out there and going out, um, just affording the ammunition and stuff, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody can go out and get it. So what my parents usually did is, uh, my dad he hunted with a um, an air rifle or like a a, pe- a BB gun. Yeah. Right. So they hunted a lot with that, and they also hunted a lot with nets. And they would um, basically they have dogs, and they would flush a field and have nets on the other side. And then when the quail or stuff they would fly out, they would go into the nets, and that's how they would trap them. How they catch them? Wow! Yeah, yeah. That's crafty. Yeah, yeah. So that's how they hunted back home because you know ammunition stuff is so expensive. Yeah. Um, and what they what they also did was my dad's real good with slingshot. Uh huh. Yeah. So the fashioned, um, you know, basically tree branches and stuff. Yeah. Uh, fashioned the slingshot, put a little ribbon on it, a little pebbles, and that's how they hunted quails and you know a lot of doves back home. Oh wow! Pigeons and stuff, and that's how they hunted. And so, because you're primarily a waterfowl guy. I am. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got into hunting through hearing the stories of your dad hunting, and it was primarily bird hunting, so it right. sounds like uh-huh. kind of goes hand in hand where you became a waterfowler. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so like I was saying, um, I didn't get to hunt with my dad when I was in Pakistan and living out there. I, I was too young. So when you moved to America, um, you know, moving your whole family to America, and, and you basically have to start your career all over again. So my dad was a nurse, he just had to do his nursing all over again, you know, in a different country and, um, you know, taking care of his two kids and, and his wife, hunting gets thrown on the back burner, yeah. right? So when he came to America, he didn't hunt, you know, but, you know, my bedtime stories were about hunting, you know what I mean? It was no fairy tales and no reading the book, but it was my dad basically telling me, you know, hunting stories, hunting stories and how cool is that? Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's what I grew up on. Even yeah. before coming here, you should tell me, hey, when we go to America, we're going to go hunt, we're going to go camping, we're going to go fishing. So all that is always the American always dream. The American dream, yeah. So I always, or his American dream. His American, right? Yeah. yeah. So I always had that in me, you know what I mean. Even though I never got to do it. So when I got older, um, you know, 
hearing my dad talk about it, I actually purchased a pellet gun. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what he was used to. Yeah. You know? So I, I purchased a pellet gun and, and I took it and I took it to my cousin's house. Who my dad, um, him and my dad used to hunt together. So we're just in the backyard and we're shooting, um, you know, just shooting little, you know, little targets that we set up and stuff. So we just started talking about, hey man, we should, we need to get into hunting. You know, that's what our parents used to do. That's something we need to try doing. And he was all about it because he maybe also heard stories from his dad about hunting. So that's what we went out to do. Um, it's kind of funny how we started because you know hunting back home, like I was telling you, is totally different from hunting in America. Yeah. You know, so we didn't know anything what we were doing. You know, so the, it's kind of funny how we first um, got our pellet guns, we got scopes for them. We took it to the shooting range, you know, to go, go and sign them in. So we had our target set up at like 25 and then 50 yards, you know, to zero in our scopes. And we're sitting there, we're all like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then we had a big old boom right next to I'm like, dude, what's, what are you shooting, man? And, and this guy was going um, elephant hunting uh-huh. and, um, in Africa. So it was, it was like a humble beginning. We hear, I'm sitting here with a pellet gun, and the guy next to me has a you know elephant gun he's going to hunt with. Yeah. Yeah. So we started off we started off with not knowing anything. Really? Uh, yeah. So started talking to people at work. There's another guy at work. Um, he used to hunt chucker. Mm-hmm. And um, you know he was like, okay, you guys got your hunter safety course. You guys need to go buy, go out and buy shotguns. So we did. We went and buy bought yeah. shotguns. Um, and started talking to people at the range also kind of direct us in the right direction. Hey, you got to yeah. buy a shotgun for quail and this and that. And um, So the guy, his name is Mike. Um, he took us out on the first chucker hunt. Mm-hmm. And um, like I was telling you earlier, it was funny because we didn't know anything. So we had yeah. a big old backpack on. I don't know how much ammunition I was going to use. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I had a whole like 100, ca- 100 uh, case of ammunition in my bag. You know, yeah. the shotgun shells. California, chucker over is about 100 degrees, bro. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's not good. Yeah. So anybody who knows chucker hunting, you go up and down the hill all day. Yeah. So it was miserable, man. Just all that weight on my yeah, back. Yeah, slugging around <laughs> yeah, so much so ammunition. Much ammunition, yeah, man. So it was it was definitely humble beginnings, man. Yeah. It was definitely humble beginnings and um you know, we just uh met a lot of people like we're talking about networking. Yeah. You know, so I met a lot of people. Um my cousin he actually I don't know how he did it, but he found out about duck hunting mm-hmm. and he put it for a draw system. Yeah. And he got picked, <clears throat> and um, I was actually back home. I got married, and um, he 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 did he did a duck hunt. So when I came back, he was real excited, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm on duck hunting. This is how it works. This is how we do it. You know what I mean?" So um, he took me with him, mm-hmm. and um, okay. Yeah, we're. I mean, I'm sure everybody can hear the kids crying in the <laughs> background. It's neighbors. We're not. <laughs> Sorry beat, guys. <laughs> we're not beating children. I promise. Yeah. It's okay. It is what it is, dude. It's it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. If anyone complains, fuck them. <laughs> I don't care anyways. Right. Yeah. So um, so he took me out uh, duck hunting. And then, dude, that's where I really got hooked to hunting, man. So before we dive into duck hunting, uh-huh. and when you're getting into the, the chucker stuff, mm-hmm. you did that in Southern California. Right. So what was it like trying to find public land to go hunt for chucker in California? I mean, you don't have to talk about where you went and hunting right, or right. anything like that. You don't have to talk about locations. Right, right. You know, I understand that. but Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are always like, Did I have to tell you get, more, get, get more uh, Southern California hunters on, mm-hmm. you know, people that have the struggle of hunting Southern California. And for sure, I mean, you came into hunting California in Southern California by yourself. Right. And yeah. just trying to figure it out. Right, right. So what was that process like for you? So um, 
fortunately for um, for me, what happened was the guy Mike I'm telling you about that mm-hmm. I used to work with. He took us out chuck hunting for the first time. Yeah. So he kind of showed us showed us that spot, mm-hmm. but that was still, you know, two hours from where I live. So going out like every weekend was something that I couldn't do. Go out two hour every, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we just kind of um, kind of found. Uh, other people to talk to who took us to some local spots. Um, actually, how I met this, one of my other friends is his name is Skyler, mm-hmm. and I was at um, Walmart buying some ammunition, and he had a camouflage hat on. Oh, really? Yeah. So you know, anybody who had a camouflage hat on in California, you know, you're like, oh, you're <laughs> a hunter, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either you hunt or you just like camo, and he ended up being a hunter. Yeah. So I started talking to him, and he really took me under his wing and showed me everything about um, upland, so about quails and chuckers and. Um, started hunting jackrabbits also anything i can hunt you know i just wanted to be out there in the field with my gun in my hand you know what i mean experience experience yeah, yeah. you know just going out and learning and then that's uh scholar showed me a lot about you know upland and then we got into dove hunting also mm-hmm. you know we did a lot, lot of dove hunting and then um right when we were doing that that's when my cousin found waterfowl so you yeah. came back uh-huh. and he was like you gotta try this like, you gotta try this man you gotta and try you were, it you were like I'm in I'm in yeah cause yeah. My, my dad hunted um, waterfowl in Pakistan too so he used to tell me about ducks and um, he would tell me uh, like how he loved the taste of duck and eating duck mm-hmm. so that's something that I also wanted to try so when my cousin told me he's like hey dude we gotta go out I'm like dude let's go um, so he took me out and the first day man just um, fell in love with everything about it man you see me walking to the marsh you're sitting in the in sun even comes up you know just looking up at all the stars and just being out in nature you know and then after that the whole the way the, the whole marsh wakes up the sunrise the sunrise the birds chirping and you know you have ducks flying right over you and you're trying to get in your decoy and you're trying to you know hunker down and make sure they don't see you everything that about that dude i was like man this is amazing you know what i mean magic exactly exactly something that i was wanted to do you know i was in the yeah. moment i was living it now um, <clears throat> so the light came up, the first um, ducks that flew over, and my cousin was like, hey man, take, take that shot. So I got up, I shot, and then the you know, duck fell. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm excited, I dropped it. He's like, all right man, go pick it up. So I went, you know, I wouldn't have a dog back then or anything, so I went through the water, wait, waiters on, I brought it back, and I was like, hey man, look at this. And he's like, dude, that's not even a duck, it's a coot. <laughs> you know so it, it was funny man like, I get, I get, you know I was, I was all excited but i was even excited about that too you know yeah just, you know it's waterfowl the first time first time i was excited yeah. i was just i was like a little kid but a big person's body <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah i was 26 when i started hunting uh-huh so j- just from there man it got me hooked bro so I, I used to go out there um on refuge um it's uh san Jacinto, and it's about 30 minutes from me and i used to go out there um Every Wednesday and every Saturday, man. Mm-hmm. And so that's all public. Anybody it's all public can go. Land. It's all public land, yeah. <clears throat> but it's, it's what it is is, um, so you have like a a, a lottery system, mm-hmm. like a you know draw system, and it's 50 blinds out there, and um, they, they'll put out 50 lotteries. Most of the time, I've seen like 30 the people show up, and the rest is refill, so 20s. So you, you go out there and wait. If you get picked up in the morning, that's good. If not, you wait for somebody to get done, and then you refill their spot. So sometimes I got so hooked, I used to work 16-hour shifts. Like I tell you, I work at a hospital. Yeah. I used to work 16-hour shift. I used to come home, grab my gun, and go straight to duck hunting. Mm-hmm. Like that's how hooked I got to it. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah. So you'd go hit the duck blind like halfway through the morning or halfway through the day. Yeah. That and go it. wait out the rest of it. Wait out the rest of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just something that I love doing, man. And until this day, man, there's, there's something about when duck fly over you and you shoot it. 
and just watching it get hit. So are you are you ripping calls or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of calls do you use? I use the uh, Zing calls. Uh -huh. That's what I use now. Um, I use various call over the years. You know what I mean? Uh, I really like my Zing call right now. And what's your favorite kind of call to call on birds? Like uh, sound you're making, like you're so, actually calling. So so I, I like doing the feed, uh, the feeding call. Okay. Yeah. So that's basically um, telling the birds that hey man, there's a party down here. Is that the one that's like? When you're doing it, you're like tick a tick a tick. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, exactly. That yeah. was the first duck call I ever learned. Oh, did you? As a okay. Kid. Oh, okay. I have long since forgot. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that's one of my favorite calls still. And um, a lot of people like do the high ball and they're you know, yelling at the birds. I like to be, you know, quiet and you know, the old single clacks do wonders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everybody's doing like competition calling and stuff like that. But keeping it nice and simple, just listening to the ducks and do what they do. You know, I really like blowing the whistle also, yeah. like a teal whistle and the pintail whistle. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's something different every day. Every hunt's different. Sometimes the ducks don't want to hear anything. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta sit there and be quiet and just you know, put your decoys in the right position and have them come in. Yeah. You know? So whenever you think you got it figured out, the birds want to change their mind. Right. You know. So, <laughs> so that's how it that also goes. Noise. Yeah. So <laughs> That's how it always goes, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. Duck hunting is my passion. I love it. I love it. So when you started duck hunting, and mm -hmm. I mean, how old are you now? I'm 34. So you, so you started eight, eight years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. So you picked up a camera, duck hunting, uh -huh. three or four years ago. Right. So what has that been like for you? Kind of developing camera skills, taking photos of birds. You right. Know, and and. Has that enlarged your passion for waterfowl for oh, you? Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. Um, so how I started off was um, I always like to take pictures of my phone, you know what I mean? But it was never anything of, you know, anything big of, like, what I'm doing now, you know? So um, my brother actually bought me a, a camera for Christmas about three years ago now. What kind of camera was it? It was a, a Canon 7D Mark II. Mm -hmm. So um, and um, I started shooting with that. And then um, this guy that I started following on, on Instagram is um, <clears throat> Todd Manning. And that guy has amazing pictures, man. I mean, just like the, the way he takes a picture of the duck and he's just freezing the action. I mean, sometimes they're a cup, sometimes they're, you know, dropping in, like maple leafing. That's something like a split of a moment. You, you, you know, you, something you didn't even see it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and just capturing that moment, it was just something amazing to me. So I really got into that, um, just freezing the action, you know what I mean, and the ducks, and that kind of like prolonged my season, because like when the season's done, I'm still going out to the duck blind, yeah. now with a camera instead of a shotgun, you know what I mean? <coughs> and then... Um, Becoming a bit of a birder. Yeah, in a way, and, and that, that really helped me with my hunting also, because I'm really seeing how the ducks behave, how they act with the calls. I take my duck call with me, and see how they respond to the call with no pressure, you know what I mean? And actually get to see like... How they really sound, how they behave, you know. Uh, in the wild. In the wild, yeah. Without yeah. anything going Without on. Without anything going on. Just That's got to <laughs> help you mature in your ability to be right. able to work with the ducks. Right, right, exactly. Work with the birds. Yeah, exactly. And, and just learning the birds, man. <clears throat> and then just um, just the way they, they sit down. So I'm, I'm setting up my decoys now from what I saw in the off season. You know what I mean? And it helps tremendously. It mm -hmm. helps tremendously. It just expands my ability to hunt them more efficiently and everything yeah 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 so you met Todd 
I never met Todd. Oh, okay. I you never, were just talking to him. Yeah, I was just talking. And you to him. just loved what he was doing. Yeah, so I followed okay. him on Instagram and just followed his pictures and, you know, I, I DM'd him and he talked to me about, you know, give me some tips in here and there. And um, he actually invited me out to come and take pictures with him. Um, haven't that opportunity yet. Yeah. That's something I'm really looking forward to because I really started taking pictures because of him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, man. Yeah. So Instagram, you meet a lot of people, man. You can definitely social Network. media. Yeah, networking. You can definitely is right way and wrong way about right. going about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's small too. It is. It is. It's a lot smaller than everybody thinks. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Uh-huh. So, along with all the waterfowl, uh, you and I met right. earlier this year. Uh-huh. I guess at the end of 2019. Right. 20, no, 18. 18. <laughs> Let me just fuck my numbers up there for you. It's that good public school education I have. Um, so you and I met in the end of 18 in December. Right. Robbie, good old, good old, good old Kroger. Girl, yeah. He Dr. Uh, Kroger. he had us both. Yeah, Doctor Kroger. That's a scary thought. Uh, he had us both out um, to help him out on right. a blood origins project. Right. With uh, Chad mm-hmm. and Hunter. Hunter. Uh-huh. And was that your first experience hunting in Northern California in the sink? It was. It actually was. Um, it's something that I always wanted to do. I think it's something that anybody that right? waterfowl yeah, hunts. Yeah, especially where we were, bro. Like, yeah. you know, the amount of wood ducks I saw. Like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> my head was spinning. Yeah. <laughs> I never shot a wood duck. Yeah. You know, I never shot a wood duck prior to that. Yeah. And seeing all this wood duck and, and just going out there and, um, <clears throat> like we said, I, I, was, I was just supposed to film. You know, I was just supposed to film, but me and um, Hunter were talking earlier, and I was like, oh, man, um, I never shot a wood duck before. And I think he remembered that. Mm-hmm. So when I got on the blind, like, halfway through, and he's like, hey, give me your camera, and I'm going to take my gun. I was like, what do you mean, bro? It was like the last three minutes of shoot light. Right, right, yeah. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it was towards the end, right? It was towards the end. Right, and he's like, hey, take my gun. I said, no, are you serious, man? He said, yeah, bro, take my gun and give me your camera. And I was like, well, you know, to me, like, he's a celebrity to me. You know what I mean? He's, he's a big shot. Yeah, he is a big he shot. He is a big shot, right? Yeah. yeah, for him to, like, give up his gun and be like, here you go, bro. Like, I was like, are you serious, bro? Are you Yo, serious? what's happening? Right? Right <laughs> what's that? I was just supposed to take pictures, man, yeah. right? So he, well, didn't I, what did I say to you earlier in the day? Right, you did. Well, I can't remember what I said. It was like people would kill for the position – right now or I don't remember what I said because yeah, I, I think I was telling you that I can't believe like if people were going to be filmed like Chad yeah, 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 yeah. Hunter, and you're like hey dude when you're when you're in the blind for one moment just sit there look around and see all the people that you have around you and I did and I was like yeah you know so him handing me the gun was like you serious bro like it's like a dream coming <laughs> right, true right 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 he, it's like a hunting wet dream <laughs> <laughs> for sure right yeah so then um so the ducks, they were, um, I really, really wanted the wood duck. And they would come in, but they really wouldn't work. And, you know, the, our guide there, he, he was calling them. And it was um, it's about maybe like a minute left. And I looked at Hunter, and I was like, it's not going to happen, bro. And he's like, no, 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 he's going to happen. It's going to happen. Just stick to it. And literally, I'm not lying, you were there, right? Yeah. You, you can vouch for it. It's literally like the last, like. 30 seconds, maybe. Yeah, if, right? If that. Yeah. The last two ducks, pair of ducks, came in. Because we were on a timer. We were, yeah, we were on a like timer. Like, there was a timer. Yeah, they were a little strict about that yeah, at the lodge. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, they're like, don't shoot past this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the guy who was guiding us or working the calls and everything, right. like, 
I think he called that one minute left, guys. Yeah, he was calling time. Yeah, he was like, calling time. The whole time, he was yeah, calling time. He was 15 at, minutes, right, right, 10 right. minutes, 5 minutes, 3 minutes, 1 minute. Yeah, yeah. So he, he the rule was strict about it. Yeah. So he called out one minute, and then um, I was like, it's not going to happen. I was like, you know, it's not going to happen. It's okay. It was a good experience. So nice of this guy to give me a, you know, give me a shotgun, you know what I mean? And so and he looked at me, and he's like, it's going to happen, bro. And I was like, all right, man. I hope you're right, right? Yeah. Let lo and behold, like, um, there's some ducks, two two ducks that were pretty far away. Um, the, our guide was calling them. They were coming closer. They were coming closer. And I was like, oh, man, this might happen. The last 30 seconds. They came in. They came in towards Chad. Chad got up. He shot one. Second one came around, and I got up on a swung, and I shot on him. I hit it, but I didn't, I didn't hit it that good, so it, it kind of glided down. And as soon as it did, a uh, hunter jumped up out of the line, and he, he, got, he got in the water. Then he got the duck for me, and I was like, just by him doing that, I was like, man, this guy, I can't believe he did that, right? Yeah. This guy's a celebrity, man. He's trying to help me out, trying to get this wood duck. Yeah. So he brought it back, and I was like, oh, He's my just God. a good person. He's just a good person, dude, down to earth, you know what yeah. I mean? And um, he, he brought it to me, and it was, it was a beautiful Drake wood duck. That's what I always wanted. So we're, we're just sitting there talking. And and you were, like, welling up. Oh, dude, at you, you saw me, right? Yeah. You were, like. <laughs> I'm like, it's you not were real, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is not happening. This is not happening. I go, you know, I wanted a wood duck and it happened and yeah. I wasn't even supposed to hunt. So, um, yeah, so we're just standing there and, he, and we're just looking at the wood duck and the, the, tell me about the sunset, bro. Sunset was beautiful, right? Yeah. Amazing sunset. So we just sat there and me and Hunter were like, bro, this is, you know, I can't believe it. So we just sat there and, um, you know, we, we said a little prayer and thank God for, you know, the friendship and the fellowship and, the, you know, having a safe hunt and, for the duck that he provided me and then um we were going back and he's like hey dude you got to get this mounted and i'm like yeah bro but i'm traveling tomorrow and i'm gonna take a dead duck on the plane with me <laughs> you know what i mean he's like, no i got it what do you mean you got it he's like give me your address and i'm gonna ship it to your house i was like dude no this day can't get any better right <laughs> like so this guy first let me use his shotgun i never met him before yeah and now i shot this duck and he's he wants to mount it for me so he did man that guy's you know Amazing guy, man. We still talk to this day. You know what I mean? And um, you saw my wood duck. It has, it's a beautiful bird. It's mouth. such a beautiful bird. Beautiful bird, dude. Yeah, just the full, color on it's yeah, so full great. Full plumage, dude. It has beautiful colors on it. And it just, you know, that. I'm actually going to get um, a picture blown up of me and him. Mm-hmm. And you, you took that picture. I did. Yeah, you took that picture of me and him just, just holding the bird up. And I'm having a mount in front of it. And it's, and it's just a moment that's going to, you know, that, that the hunt and the, the whole memory is going to be solidified after that though. you know what I mean it's always yeah. going to be remembered so that was an awesome moment man you know that was an awesome moment and um, having Chad there Chad was such a humble guy too man yeah. was, you know yeah just, eating, he was eating rabbit food he was getting ready for his fight he was getting ready for his fight yeah, yeah. his last fight yeah, his yeah. last fight yeah yeah but we talked to him about it Um, he was having a baby so he was telling me he's going to retire after that and yeah yeah man just real down to earth guys I, <laughs> it's funny because I was after that, my, my, my waiters were all dirty and muddied up. Now, because like, hey, I drove in Chad's truck, and I was like, "Hey, bro, like, said, don't worry about it. You just hop in." And you know, so it was cool. Real down to earth guys. You know, we were still keep in touch. So, good networking, definitely. You know, yeah. yeah. Ro- Robbie really, you know, helped me out with that, and you know, thank Robbie for that experience. Yeah. Then, yeah. And then we met you on there, and then you know, you know, so you. Just, and we're still in knowledge. contact today. Yeah, yeah. And we're still in contact today. Now you're hanging out at my house. You know yeah. what I mean? Eating some Pakistani Eating food. Good, good <laughs> food, man. I love the food. It was yeah. so good. Good, good, man. Yeah, man. So what's your, like, what would be your <laughs> ideal dream bird hunt? My ideal, bro, you know, honestly, um, 
whole hunting um, voyage, I guess you can call it, it started off with uh, my dad telling me those stories of him hunting in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. you know? So I really want to go back home to Pakistan. Which you're doing. Which I'm going to do this December. I'm planning yeah. on it. And um, just get into the duck flying and you know, just shoot some ducks. In Pakistan. In Pakistan. So what's it like? What do you think? <clears throat> what are you anticipating it to be like bird hunting in Pakistan? Man, so um, my wife's cousin, he uh, he hunts out there and also guides. Yeah. And he guides waterfowl. Okay. And he's been sending me pictures and, you know, I'm having a hard time believing him because it looks amazing. Yeah. Totally different ducks from what we shoot out here, you know. <coughs> and then the bag limit is so liberal, you know, it's not like you're stuck to seven birds, you know. <coughs> Third world country has their own rules and regulations. So what are the rules? <coughs> um, I don't know the details of them, mm -hmm. but the bag limit is much higher than it is in California. I bet. Right? So, yeah. you know, <coughs> there's hunters out there, but not as much as out here. And then a lot of those birds, they migrate from Siberia into Pakistan. And um, the season's a little longer there. Mm -hmm. um, they start, I think the peak of migration is in February. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm going to go to the beginning of it. I'm trying to go in December. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Just going back and... Um, from where we come from, my heritage is from, and the passion that was in my dad that kind of got instilled in me, it all started out there. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so go back home and do, do a duck hunt, it's going to be, it's going to be special. So, <clears throat> what does that mean for you, um, you know, and like, yeah, I guess, what does that mean for you and the fact that you get to go back and you get to live in your father's footsteps of where he started and where he was doing it? It, it means a lot, man. Mm -hmm. it, it means a lot. Just um, the passion that I have for hunting now. You know, like Anybody who knows me, they're like, oh, yeah, he hunts. I talk about it all the time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. if, if I'm hunting ducks, if I'm, I'm chasing them with my camera, you know? And, and, and that passion just started, like I said, off of my dad being in Pakistan and growing up in Pakistan. And, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm Pakistani-American, you know, and I grew up here pretty much my whole life since I was nine. But my heritage is from out there. And just to go out there mm -hmm. with my, you know, my dad hunted, his dad hunted. Yeah. It's going to be something amazing. You know I mean? It's kind of like you're, you're talking about your family, yeah. right? You guys under the same property or the same... The same 70-mile stretch. stretch, right? That's, it's, it's, that's always gonna be home to you. Yeah. You know, hunting out. I there. just know it. Right. right yeah. You know, and um, I don't know it, but I want to get to know. Yeah. You know, where my dad hunted, and so it's gonna be something real special for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to. Um, so we'll see how it goes, man. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Man. I can't even imagine what that would be like, you know, right. to go back to a different country and and hunt out there and go hunt. Go hunt. You yeah, know. Yeah. What has it been like for you? being a Pakistani American and getting into the hunting world has that been difficult has that been like has there been a challenge or oh, a yeah. struggle or it has, it has. You, do you want to talk about any of that or yeah yeah sure okay um, I mean I'm just you know right 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 absolutely yeah so this is um it's something nobody really talks about right uh, yeah right yeah so hunting, uncomfortable subject right right yeah. right so hunting definitely has this form of racism yeah for lack of better terms so uh, when you first started duck hunting, um, you know, growing up in Southern California, it's the melting pot, right? So all kind of cultures, you know, come here. So something racial that 
never thought about or even th- think about. You know what I mean? But hunting is so predominantly white. Yeah. Right? It is. You could say it, man. You ain't, gonna, <laughs> you ain't gonna fucking offend me, dude. If you offend someone that's listening, I don't give a shit. All right. So it's basically predominantly white people. Yeah. Hunt, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like older white males. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and hunting is, is something that um, it's been passed off from generation to generation. And it's something that, you know, no one wants to tell anybody their hunting spots or their secret spots. Super inclusive. Super Not inclusive. exclusive whatsoever. Not whatsoever, right? Yeah. So when you go out to the, uh, when you go out to hunt um, San Jacinto, everybody's white there. Yeah. You know, and people will look at us like, "What are you guys doing here? Like, you, you guys, you guys not, mm-hmm. you guys not hunters? You guys are not. You guys don't know what hunting is about. You guys don't know what it is. Why are you guys trying to get into our sport? Yeah. You know, we, we would try to talk to them, and they would straight just look at you and like not say anything. And I'm like, dude, like. You know, cause Yo, I'm just here to try and be friends, man. Right, I want right. to understand. I want to know what this is about. What this is about. I want to learn. I want to, you know, yeah. have a passion for it. I, you know, I'm not out here trying to like kill everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to learn. I just want to talk to people. And you know, when you first get that age, you want to talk to everybody about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And th- that no was, whole bar, dude. Everybody. Everybody. Right? Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, just right? You know? <laughs> more. I want more. Exactly. Now. Yeah. And that's yeah. how I was at the refuge trying to talk to everybody, but. You know, and some, some people would talk to us, you know, but most of the time they would just look at us and like, you know. Not interested. Not interested. Like, keep it short. Yeah. You know, some people will talk, hey, man, how you doing? How's a good hunt? Where'd you hunt at? And they would just look at you and just walk away. I'm like, what? Like, like what is this, right? So yeah. It's something like you're used to go up in Southern California because, you know, I guess it's so diverse out here. It's a melting yeah. pot of all cultures. You know, so that, that was a little difficult to. Um, well, and I think it's so important. <clears throat> and I think it's slowly changing these days right. in the hunting communities, mm-hmm. um, being more open and receptive to new people coming in right. and helping new people. Right. Um, because if we don't, like our secrets will die with us. Exactly. And our and our, our heritage will die with us. Right, right. You know? So I always, I always try to just push people to take new hunters out. Right. You, know, you don't have to take them to your fucking honey holes. Yeah. You don't have to take them to your sweet spots. Right, right. You know, or, mm-hmm. or teach them exactly everything that you do. Right. But take them out. Get take them in them the out. fucking field. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Te- be a mentor. Be a, be mentor. a role model. Be a role model, yeah. You know? Exactly. Especially How important nowadays, is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you saw my kids, man. I'm getting your kids. Your kids are the most out. fucking adorable <laughs> kids on the planet, dude. I'm getting it was, like, ridiculous, <laughs> dude. Your youngest? Yeah, just He's five? My youngest is three. Okay, the so older he's one's three? Five. Yeah. Okay, that kid <coughs> was on fire. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Right, like, yeah, yep, dude, yep. that was so <laughs> rad. Like, he can't help but smile, smile the entire t- time he's talking. <laughs> it was so good. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And they were telling you about hunting, right? Yeah, and they, they were t- both talking about hunting. Yeah, they were talking about deer. Both of them. Yeah, they were yeah. talking about deer. They want to go talking- deer hunting yeah, and ducks. Yeah. And ducks and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm getting them into it now. And that, But, like... Let's look at that though. So you're looking at your dad mm-hmm. growing up and teaching you as a kid and telling you your bedtime stories. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like you, they immigrated, they mm-hmm. immigrated here, mm-hmm. and getting back out in the field and getting hunted, getting hunting was probably pretty difficult when they did it. Right. 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 And learning it and understanding it. Right. You know, <clears throat> here you are getting back into it 26 years later for right. you know uh-huh. whatever, right. and then you know. Come eight years further, you have your kids, right. and y- you're passing along the tradition, so now you're three generations in. 
Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's fucking amazing, man. Right, right. And your kids, when they're talking about it, like, Little eyeballs pups. light yeah, up, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. faces light up, dude. <laughs> Smiles, like, right, ready right. to go. Like, they can't wait. we want to go yeah. hunt now. Yeah, I think he was telling you all yeah. five, and you were telling Julia a lot of years ago until he, you yeah. know. Yeah, but we don't want to go out. You know? Yeah. Like, all about it. You know? I'll bring home the ducks and, like, well, waterfowl hunting, he could almost, I mean, not five, but. Right, right. He, he can go. With me. He yeah. can go before big game. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, I'm planning on um, just getting him a cap gun, mm-hmm. you know, and have him come and duck blind with me. Yeah. And just teaching him safety, you know, gun safety from there. Just treat yeah. it like a real gun. You yeah. You know what I mean? I think instilling that him in him now, it'd be always with him. You know, safety will always be there with him. So that, that's what I'm planning on doing, and, you know, just taking him out to blind. But even now, do you want to bring the duck home? Their face light up, bro. Well, you show videos on Instagram when you bring birds home right, and stuff, right. and yeah, they're, like, yeah. just ecstatic. Yeah, they love it, man. They, they play love around. it. Yeah, they play around with it. Yeah. yeah. Even my dog, they love my dog. You know, they're telling you about my dog, how he goes out and gets the ducks, you know. Yeah. Yeah, my dog, my dad, he, the dog gets a duck from my blah, blah, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're telling you all about it. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, just being a duck blind with them and, you know, and just like you said, man, like. Passing along the passing tradition. Along, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it would have been, it could have been dead. You know, yeah. the, the hunting, you know, heritage could have just stopped. With you? Yeah, it could have just stopped. Like, because I didn't go out hunting. I yeah. was shot, you know. But I think just my dad telling those stories, yeah. you know what I mean? They were just going out and hunting and, you know, that it, it just, you know, spurned the passion in me. Yeah. You know? And you can see that in my kids now. So, yeah. Which is cool, man. Well, I love you, it. And even though, like, sure, maybe there was some trouble in the field, you kept after it. Right. You know what I mean? And you yeah. kept doing it. You kept going back because you're passionate about it. And you yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and you weren't going to let some bullshit stop you from doing what you love. Right, right. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. And that's <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, what do you think about, like, getting into big game hunting? So, um, I, I love it too, man. I love all hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think just starting off with uh, bird hunting is so much easier. Uh-huh. Right? Um, it's a lot more action, you know what I mean? And, and I tell everybody you want to go on a hunt, like, start off with dove hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you can hang out with your friends, you know, you stand there, the flutter does fly over you, and you shoot them, you know what I mean? It's not like you're climbing <laughs> up a hill, you got to watch your wind and all that, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so I think starting off for me, the best thing was, was to start off with bird hunting, you know? And then my passion just building from there, I went to... Um, Utah about three or four years ago, I shot an elk. I was telling you, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a totally different experience. Man. You had a cow tag, right? Cow tag, yeah, yeah. cow deprivation tag, yeah. So I shot a, a, a cow elk, and that was it was awesome, bro. Bringing home that meat to my dad. And now, and how much meat do you think you got off that cow? Probably about two hundred pounds of salt. And how meat. long did that last, you guys? Quick, it went out it was quick. Just gone. Yeah, because my, my family there have it's a huge, big dude. It's a huge family, bro. Yeah. I have about. All the grandkids and everything about how, over 130 members, bro. Oh my god! Yeah, and they all love wild game meat, and yeah. they're, they're all about hunting because you know, that's part of our heritage. Yeah, you know, so stuff goes away quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't last disappears. too long. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't last too long. How funny is and that? I, 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 don't, I don't love that about hunting. You know, just sharing the you know sharing that meat and bringing it home and just enjoying it with everybody. Yeah, you know, I think that's you know, um, I like to have some steaks left over, but. I think it's it's better when I see like my uncles coming over and I give them the meat and they enjoy it with their kids and yeah. you know just like, it's kind of like the stories my dad told me it kind of you know giving the wild game to them and them feeding their kids with it it kind of yeah. you know builds that it tradition. helps pass along the tradition it does it, it really does man yeah 
so that, that's something you know I love doing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's funny because my um, like I was telling you, like a lot of people looked at us like, "What are you guys doing here?" You know, when we first started hunting. But it's funny, man, because my our heritage is so embedded in hunting. You know, so I'm from Pakistan, and um, India and Pakistan used to be one country, right? So I used to talk to my grandpa, and he was telling me um, when the, when that country separated. So the big migration of um, people who are Muslim, they're migrating to Pakistan. And people who are um, Hindu or Sikh, they would go to India. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so the, the, the country was in, a, was in a turmoil, right? It was in a, it was, uh, you know, it was in a civil war, basically, you know? And um, so there was no stores open. There was no grocery stores. You can just go and, you know, there was no restaurants open. So my grandpa was telling me when they, during the migration, when they're going from India to Pakistan, like they would just, you know, fashion sticks into uh, slingshots, and they would shoot quails on the ground, and that's how they would eat through the migration. Really? Yeah, yeah. So when people say to me like, "What are you doing hunting?" Well, even now, when people looking at me, "You, you hunt? Like you're a hunter?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, bro, it's part of my heritage." Well, it's like you know, it's the language of the planet, man. It it's is. Langu- it's it's it a is. universal language. It is. It is. Throughout yeah. the entire world, it every is. every civilization. Everywhere. Yeah, is exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only civilizations that haven't hunted is second generation vegans. <laughs> True. Yeah. You know? You're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Breeding it out of their own heritage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not my problem. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. It's, hunting was part of who I am. Yeah. You know, that's when uh, Robbie did the episode on me. It was perfect. Like it's in your blood. Yeah, it's in my blood, man. It is in your blood. It's in my blood. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah. So it's something that I love doing, and not just going out and killing that animal because that's not what it's about. Yeah. You know, it's, it has uh, it goes much more deeper into my connection with God. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling you earlier, like um, we're, we're from Pakistan, but we're Christians. Yeah. You know, and um, Christians. Well, in Pakistan, ninety-eight percent are Muslim. Mm-hmm. Right. Two percent is all other world religions. Right. Right. So, what does that boil down to? What percent of that two percent is Christian? Probably like less than one percent. Yeah. If one percent, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and um, the Christian, the back home is highly persecuted, bro. Mm-hmm. Highly persecuted. Um, my dad tells me stories when he was in college. Like, they would go out to eat. <clears throat> and um, after they would eat and, and the, the restaurant people found they were, they were Christians, they would get the plates and throw them away and just destroy them because they don't want other Muslims to eat out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, when people talk about, um, like, segregation and racism in America, yeah, it was bad, but not compared to what's still going on in Pakistan. Really? You, know, you, you could be in a church, and next thing you know, you're getting blown up by a suicide bomber. Yeah. You know? one, of, one of my buddies, one of my good friends who's a Palestinian. Okay, yeah. He tells me about stuff that goes back, oh, yeah, that yeah. goes on in Palestine. Yeah, yeah. And how, like, the stuff that he does out here, if he was ever even caught doing any of it, mm-hmm. he would be murdered, and his entire family would be murdered as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. That, yeah. That's how it is, bro. That's how the cultures are back, back in, you know. Yeah. The, in the east that's how it is there so um <clears throat> so just my connection with uh god is um it's deep and the hunting really brings that out too mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like i was telling you like i'm sitting in a duck blind and looking at the stars and just nature come to life like to me just the beauty of the the sunset like we talked about was that not the most fucking oh, unreal sunset right? dude? yeah yeah and like that's, that i was crying almost that night because it was just like yeah yeah where does that even happen? Right. You know, like, yeah. and then you throw in like 
Hunter handing you the shotgun and you shooting your first wood duck and right? <laughs> everything else that went on through the, you know, when Robbie gave Hunter and Chad the duck calls. Right, right. You just, know, yeah, just the entire the experience. The whole project with Jason being involved in it. Yeah. It was, like, it was deep, man. A heavy day. Yeah. Dude, that was a different. heavy, heavy day. Heavy day. And we were with Paul earlier in the right, morning. Right, yeah. You know, and that whole entire experience, and then to end it on that sunset. On the sunset, yeah. Was just like, you couldn't. Ask for a better day, right? Dude. Yeah. No. And that's exactly what me and Hunter was talking about. I was holding the wood deck in my hand, and we were just looking at the sunset, and I was like, bro, like. And I was just telling him about it last week, and I was like, the most precious moment was I think we are looking at the sunset. And I was like, just looking at a sunset, man, I was like, there's no way someone could tell me God doesn't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just his creation and all that, it just, when I'm on the duck blind and, and I see all that, it all points to God for me. You know what I mean? So my connection with God and hunting and family is strong, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's strong. For you, is outdoors, um, being outdoors, mm-hmm. a major spiritual release for you? Like, on deep levels. Yeah, yeah, of course, man, of course. So, um, you, you know, I grew up in a, in a Christian family. Yeah. Right? I'm going to church my whole life. And, you know, I think a lot, a lot of people in church and a lot of people look at it now is um, people look at you, they um, well judgmental. Uh-huh. The whole religion. For sure. Know, the whole religion, you know. Absolutely. I feel like it's real judgmental. Um, sometimes I look down down upon you if you do something wrong. Yeah. Right? Which is totally contradiction to the Bible because the Bible basically, Jesus came for sinners. Mm-hmm. Right? If there was no sinners, there's no point of him dying. Right? But the church, um, I think <clears throat> nowadays, the, um, just the religion itself is uh, the biggest persecutor of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they, they they're really, their own worst enemy. They are, you know, because really, you know, judge. As our, as our hunters, we are our own worst right, enemy as right. hunters. Yeah, we are. We yeah. persecute our own worse than anybody else. We do. We kill our own young, right? We get yeah. our own young. We don't. We don't want for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like the same way. It's um, you know, just like um, being in the church. Sometimes I don't uh, fit in. You know, I think people look at you when I was growing mm-hmm. up. It's like, man, they're always judging you, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm on a duck line, I'm with my brothers. Right? We're all the same. Yeah, you know, we all love duck hunting, and most of the time we're out there. Uh, my really good friend is um, Everett, and um, most of the time we're in a duck blind, we're talking about God, right? So we're having church in a duck blind. You know what I mean? I, I can take somebody out to the duck blind and talk to them about God, and they'll be open to it, versus me taking them to a church. Yeah, right. So it, it's a, it's a real spiritual deep connection with me with the Absolutely. outdoors of God. You know. Well, so for me, I mean, and, and I, I never grew up in a religious family, right. you know, in a religious household. My dad did. Uh-huh. My dad was Italian. He's Catholic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, I don't think, was raised in, in church really at all. Uh-huh. Um, and for me, I always tell people I get the same euphoric feelings mm-hmm. from going into nature. Mm-hmm as a religious man gets from going into church. It's your connection with God. It's the, and it, and that's exactly what it is, man. Yes, and, uh-huh. and that's, for me, mm-hmm. in the woods, mm-hmm. outdoors, mm-hmm. outside, mm-hmm. at that gray light in the morning. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or in the evening when the sun is setting. Mm-hmm. That is when it comes together for me. Right. And that right. is when I connect with my God right. on so many levels yeah. throughout the entire of my body. Right, right. You know what I mean? And, and if you look at the Bible, that's what it is, bro. Yeah. Like Moses, God sent him out to the wilderness 
and this where that's where he talked to him. Yeah. Right. A lot of the people in the Bible, God sent them out into the wilderness, you know, and, and he talked to them. And you know, and, and I think a lot of us as men and being the head of the household, we don't do that no more, dude. At all. There's you know no I mean? disconnect from life. There's right. no stop. Right. Yeah. The stop is when we go outdoors. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That that is our stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we can turn everything off and use our skill sets for mm-hmm. what are in my opinion mm-hmm. what our skill sets are actually used for used for right right yeah you know and just being out there man just disconnected from everything yeah. and it's just you and you know and some of the most like deepest moments i had with god was in a duck blind mm-hmm. right it wasn't in the church and i'm not against church at all you know? yeah yeah I'm, well I'm yeah about it, i mean you know you're what a mean? christian for right. sure yeah yeah i totally get it yeah well and see something mm-hmm. that i like is mm-hmm. that you and i me not being religious, you being religious, never mm-hmm. once have I ever felt judgment from you about anything. Right. You know what I mean? I never once have I felt mm-hmm. like you're looking down on me for, for a choice that I make. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely not. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's what God tells us to do. God tells us to love. Yeah. Right? And leave the judgment up to him. Yeah. Right? He gave everybody a free will, so why am I going to take that free will away from you? Right? So that's how, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Nature's a hell of a thing, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And he created all that, <laughs> right? Seven days. Yeah. Can't wait to go to heaven, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So. Gotta wonder. Yeah. <laughs> duck hunting, like Phil Robertson said, duck hunting without a game warden around. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, just duck hunting is, is uh, just hunting in general, man. It's so much... It's, it's, I'm connected to it so many different ways. You know, my family, my bond, you know, my heritage, uh, you know, my relationship with God, my friends, and then um, the food, man. Like you tasted our food today. So many different flavor profiles. That would be good if it was duck. Right? Have you ever done that with duck? Yeah. Yeah. We have, yeah. I got like eight in my freezer. I'll Do bring you? them down next time. There you go, bro. Let's do that <laughs> shit. Let's do it. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, try your uh, little, make an actual roll shawarma. Yeah. With all the seasoning and your... I'd like to try shawarma. Yeah. Like, yeah. A, like a authentic. Authentic, yeah, Not yeah. from some shit restaurant. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring down the meat up, bro. The Bay Area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Provide all the seasoning and, you know, make make the real deal, man. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. We might you, have to figure that out. We do, yeah. Because you have a big connection through food as well, right? Yeah. Through hunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how did you get on with that? With food? Yeah. Um. So my grandfather... Well, I mean, so... The way my grandparents, this is, uh, yeah, let's do this. The way my grandparents' house was built okay. was a big L-shaped, okay. sort of backwards L, mm-hmm. right? This is in Northern California. Northern California. And the house was centered in the backyard. The house was centered around an enormous picnic table okay. and huge <clears throat> charcoal grill pits, okay. right? Uh-huh. And, that w- and he had his own... Uh, refrigeration for hanging his meat for okay. hanging his deer meat right. you know and and all that kind of stuff so he could age it right right and uh, from what I understand that's always been what my family does okay. gathers around the barbecue right. right cooks wild game yeah and tells the stories of the hunts from the past can't get any better than that man you know what I mean yeah I didn't, you know, it's funny because it's, I always have, al- I've always said, you know, like if the campfire could talk or if the barbecue could talk. Yeah. And, uh, 
I was uh, in Utah just a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. with a couple of the guys from Yeti. Okay. And we were all talking about doing the flip-flop and right. how I do the meet and, right, and right. all of that. <clears throat> and, you know, Sloan looked at me and we were talking and he was like, you know, it's, he's like, what I really love about it is the community it brings. And, and he's like, that's, you know, that's the thing with Yeti. You know, we all sit around a cooler right. at the beach or right. at wherever, at the barbecue or whatever. True. And he's like, if that cooler could talk, what stories could it tell? And I was like, dude, yeah, I was like, that's some <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man. I was yeah. like, that's some shit. Yeah, know? yeah. Shameless plug for for that, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just so funny, man. You you know, you look back, and and for me, that's why the food part of it is so important. And that's why, like, part of my pack out is packing out the hindquarters, okay. and not boning out the meat. You right, know, and right. and now. I've got people mm-hmm. from all over the United States mm-hmm. that are packing out animals uh-huh. and saving hind quarters right. for me to come cook for them. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. that's amazing. It is, yeah. You know? It is. Yeah. And you sit around a barbecue like uh-huh. we just did an event this last weekend with Dead Eye Outfitters. We I mm-hmm. went with Dead Eye Outfitters mm-hmm. and uh Dead Eye Outfitters and Wishes for Warriors, mm-hmm. which is a veteran 501c3 nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're doing a fundraiser for Wishes for Warriors yeah. golf tournament. And I cooked two flip flops. This is the first time I've ever cooked two. Uh-huh. But at the end of the event, uh-huh. I've got, I mean, there's, there's hardcore hunters there, and then there was people that weren't that hardcore hunter. Right. At the end, I'm surrounded by probably the most hardcore hunters from the entire event. Yeah. And all we're all doing is talking about the hunt and talking about the animal and where did this animal come from. Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole deal. Yeah, man. And it's just, there's so much connection through food. There is. There is, man. You know? And and I I noticed that a lot, too, because I've been cooking a lot more. You know, I got the new Traeger, and I've I've been cooking a lot on that, and um. People ask me questions about it at work now. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you cook that? How, how, how do you cook that? So food is something that as everybody hunters, can get. Everybody can relate to, right? Not even hunters. Not even hunters. Everybody. everybody. Yeah, everybody. And I think it's a good way of um, for us as hunters. Bridge the gap. Dude. It is. I think it is. I Bridging think it really the is. gap. I think it really is. It just because you know when people look at hunters, they think pretty much we're poachers, right? Mm-hmm. They put us in one batch, mm-hmm. right? But we're not out there just to kill. Mm-hmm. You know, we take that meat, we bring it home, and everything that I talked about earlier. And when people see that on my Instagram and they see that me cooking it up, I have people who are some of my coworkers are vegetarians, and they want to try you know wild game meat now. Yeah. You know because they they see the respect that I have for the animal, and the hard work. Well, not only that, food. dude, it's in their fucking blood. It dude. is. Yeah, they love eating, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, but they've they've had wild games somewhere in their life, yeah. somewhere in their history, somewhere so in their bloodline. It. Yeah, they had it. It's, it's embedded in everybody. Yeah. I've watched more vegans and vegetarians mm-hmm. be okay eating wild game because it's wild game. Uh-huh. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's in everybody's DNA. It is. Yeah. yeah. All the way back. All the way back. You yeah. can't avoid that. Can't avoid it. It's embedded in us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I don't know if it's the smell. 
that mm-hmm. triggers it. Because mm-hmm. when they look at pictures, it's terrible. Right. But then when they're involved in it and mm-hmm. they're around it, all yeah. of a sudden, they want to try that. They want to try it. Yeah. yeah. Give me that good good. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. Me get that. Kind of like what you did with your roommate, right? With the elk. Yeah, with right? the elk tacos yeah. every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she loved it, right? She loved it. Dude. Yeah. Absolutely loved yeah. it. And yeah. And I think that's something that um, as hunters and um, you know people just who are against hunting can come together through food. You know, because that's what hunting is. That's pretty much what hunting is to me. It's food. It's just bringing that family together and, you know, sitting over the dinner table, eating, talking about the hunt, and, you know. And it's just good memories, man. Good memories on the dinner table. Yeah. And we can bring a lot of people, not necessarily to get them into hunting, but to accept them more, mm-hmm. you know, through food. Yeah. You know? So I think it's that, that's real important. What about bow hunting? I, I, I bow hunt. Um, do you have a bow? I do. Okay. I do. I do have a bow. Um haven't killed anything with it yet yeah <laughs> so i'm pretty much just hiking the hills you know mm-hmm. with a bow in my hand a zone or no d zone d14 okay yeah so just the mountains right behind you oh really yeah oh yeah. okay i was wondering driving down what that was yeah that's d14. now i know yeah that's d14 do you so ever see deer there oh yeah oh yeah. really yeah so uh, dude, so i've seen yeah i mean you could glass that shit from I your do. house i do <laughs> do you really yeah i do that's fucked up there's four deers right there bro really <laughs> yeah I'm no both, way yeah i'll show you pictures after. are they bucks I haven't seen bucks yet. Okay. Yeah. But there's deer up there. There's deer up there. Yeah. Now just sit in my backyard and I, and I glass them and drink my chai like you had earlier. Yeah. You the know? chai was delicious. Did you like it? Was that homemade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was bomb. Yeah. 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 So I just sit here in my backyard, sip on chai, and then, yeah. you know, living in Southern California, you can't really do that. Yeah. But, you know, if you want it bad enough, you'll figure out a way to do it. Right? Yeah. So. So you do bow hunt? I do. So I do. what's bow hunting Southern California like? It's tough. Uh-huh. It's, it's tough, man. Just hunting deer in Southern And you haven't had success yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. How many years? Um, so, I would say six, seven years mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you use a pro shop or do you go to a, like a big box store to get your archery equipment? Oh, uh, Riverside Archery. Okay. Yeah. So, that it's all. So, that's a pro shop down here? It is. Okay. It is. Yeah. So I go down there for um, you know, fine tune my bow and everything. Uh-huh. I do everything out there. Uh, super nice guys. Yeah. You know, more than willing to go out of your way to help you out because yeah. you know it's new to me. Well, and it's yeah. it's, it's something I stress in every situ in every podcast episode almost. Uh huh. Um, is the importance of using a pro shop compared to a big box store? Yeah. Because you know? I use West Coast Archery. Okay. I post about them all the time. I talk about them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I always give them shout outs. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. They have taught me the importance of using right. a pro shop and having a shop that I can go into and speak directly with the people working there exactly. that know their shit, that are hunters, yeah. that are involved. It makes a huge they, difference. And instead of talking to some kid who's getting paid 12 bucks an hour right. to get a paycheck. Right, exactly. You know? It makes a huge difference. Yeah. And the guys, they'll take their time, man. The yeah. guys at Riverside Archery, they're, they're super taking, helpful for they're you. They're super helpful, man. They know everything. Uh-huh. The, you know, fine tune maybe your little uh, your form and everything. Have a range there. You know, work with you. Yeah, they work with you. Go out of their way and help how you cool out. is that? Yeah, so it's awesome and I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I can totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. The box store versus the pro shop. Yeah. You know, huge difference. Yeah. So what has been your biggest difficulty with big game hunting down here in Southern California? I think a drought hit us really hard. Uh huh. You know, um, the herd of the deer went down a lot. It, it suffered a lot. Yeah. You know, so just the environment. We had a lot of fires uh-huh. that devastated a lot of the herds. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
and um, the, the zone that I hunt it, it's real tough, man. It's yeah. Real, it's a real tough terrain. Um, Big Bear is uh, close to uh, you know 9,000 elevation, and I'm just going hiking up there all day. Um, it's something that I love, but um, it's something that I'm learning. You know what I mean? So obviously I'm making mistakes. I'm not, you know, I'm not professional <laughs> or anything. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm working my way there, but it's something that I'm getting better and better at. Now, now I see deer. You know, I, I find bucks. Uh huh. You know, so um, just it's just a matter of time. Just putting in the hard work and sticking to it, and it'll happen. You know, I'm sure it will. So. So for you. You know, you're saying you're making mistakes. Like, what do you feel is your most common mistake that you're making in the field? Um, <clears throat> I think just a hike up the mountain, you know, just rushing it, uh -huh. you know, um, getting real sweaty. Do you start before the sun rises? I do, I do, yeah. And um, I think um, that's one of my mistakes that I made too, which is um, moving too fast, mm -hmm. you know, not taking Slow my... Slow down. Yeah, I just need to slow down. You know, yeah. Um, I think what I learned over the years, um, I met this guy on the mountain a couple of years ago, and he was probably in his 70s. Mm -hmm. And he, he kills a buck in my zone every year, and he was telling me, um, you know, I was asking him for tips and stuff, and he was saying, just slow down. You know, he said, just slow down. They'll go, come to you when and, you yeah, slow down. Yeah, he said, just It's go. amazing how it works. Yeah, yeah. And um, I started doing that, and I noticed it. I started noticing more deer. You know, I'm not spooking them out from... You know, a mile away, you know, just <laughs> rushing up the hill just to get to the top. There and, they go. Right? Shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was one of our big mistakes, too. And just, just a scent, you know, watching the wind and, you know what I mean? That, that understanding was like, the understand, way of the mountain. Yeah, understanding the way of the mountain. Um, just where the deer want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? During the morning versus the night. Um, finding their, I mean, where the water at, where the bed at, where the feeding source is. And, you know, just all that. It, it's, a big, uh, it's a big learning curve that, you know. If, um, Much different than waterfowl, huh? It is, it is, um, and it, it's something that um, that wasn't taught as a child. Yeah. You know, so everything. And so you're public there. land hunting it. Yeah, yeah. You're not on private land no, no, no. or anything public like land. that. Yeah, I'm yeah. on public land. Public land. Um, go out on the opener and just, you know. Do you run into a lot of hunters down here? On the opener, yes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of hunters out there. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't want to talk. <laughs> Nobody wants to. Talk. <laughs> Nobody wants to. <laughs> Everybody. You know, they're sending you to a different mountain. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I saw some deer six miles that way. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Once you're there, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, just 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 learning and um, and you'll meet people. Like social media has opened up so many more doors for me, man. You know, Avenues of getting information. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Just people, um, you know, people see that you're doing it for the right reasons. You know what I mean? And they want to help. And they want to help. Yeah. It's amazing how sharing hunters can be as well. As, yeah, right, right. You yeah. know what I mean? Once to know you're doing it for once the right you reasons. get yeah once yeah. you get in the inside of it. Yeah. 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 You know, I think I'll, it's getting to the inside part that's difficult. It's difficult, right, yeah. You know, because I've watched people sit on the outside uh -huh. and then watch them get on the inside and then flourish. And flourish, right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing to watch. It is. It yeah. is, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I think social media has really opened a lot of doors for me. You know? uh -huh. So um, now i got people inviting me from Australia to come and hunt. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, people from like England, hey, you want to come on a hunt? I'm like, really? Are you serious? <laughs> I get people in my backyard home <laughs> with them and you were calling me to a different country. You know what I mean? Oh wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So it's cool man. It's it's real cool. You know, meeting new people and um just just learning the way that they hunt, the way they do things, it's just you know and it, it different it's different every state, man. You know. Every state does something different. Even with duck hunting. You know, um 
that hunted with, uh, like I was telling you how my social media, everything, how it all started was just um, following passion and pursuit. Yeah. Um, those guys, and I was just so intrigued how they were, how they were relating, um, like the Bible and duck hunting, mm-hmm. and that's something that I always wanted to do. So I got the guy on there, the host on there, Goigo Che, um, awesome guy, man, really good guy, really knowledgeable and duck hunting, but not just duck hunting, but the Word of God too, the Bible and everything. So I, I kind of contacted him and I was like, hey man, are you, gonna, are you guys ever come to California to preach? And he's like, no, but if you know what church, you know, I'll come out there and preach. So just talking to him over the years, he invited me out to duck hunting with him. So I, I went um, uh, geese hunting in Kansas last year. Really? Yeah, and that was just amazing, man. Like, was it? Yeah, just having tornadoes of, uh, you know, Canada geese over your head. Oh, it's, so you've, you've seen them? Oh, yeah, bro. How cool is that? Oh, so my brother, you met my brother, yeah. Josh, yeah. So me and him went out, and the first time the geese came in, they're like, shoot, he got up, and he, he didn't shoot, he just looked, he's like, Jaw dropped and eyes open, <laughs> and we still make fun Stand of him. Like yeah, yeah, we still make fun of him. Why didn't you shoot? He's like, I don't I know what to do. do. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to do. Like, you know, yeah. So um, it just opened a lot of doors, man. Meeting those guys, and then you know, from there meeting uh, Bobby. Uh huh. You know, and then it just it just opened up a lot of doors, man. And then Hunter, and you know, Chad Mendez, and you now, you know, and it's just the hunting community, just you know. I think we're in a good place now with um, there's definitely right, right way or wrong way of doing, doing things social media yeah. you know what I mean the people but you can see people who are doing it for the right reasons yeah. you know, and all the people are coming together and you know just bringing a better light to hunting you know what yeah. I mean yeah. and people are trying to notice that with a lot with cooking and the way you take care of the animal and you know like Jeremiah Dowdy man that guy he's on cooking up a storm he's always cooking fucking something right yeah and his food's amazing man I tried yeah it. I've never tried this food He's so, tried my food. He tried your food. You yeah, but he didn't share back. <laughs> yeah, so I went out to Texas with him last year. and um, No, actually, it was before. I, I went to his house. Uh-huh. And then he gave me a plate of food, and I was like, this can't be that good, man. You know, uh, it, it can't be that good the way everybody's hyping it up. And man, this guy can't be that good. When I, when I tried <laughs> it, I was looking for a little false in it. I couldn't find any of the food. And it was that good. It was good, bro. That guy, that guy could throw down. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And just people like that, people like you, you know what I mean, getting, you know, bringing a positive life into into hunting. You know, Trying to. Yeah, you know, and the vegans are coming out and they want to go out and buy camouflage and go duck hunting now or go out and go shoot a deer or dove hunting. That's just amazing, man. They want to get into hunting for the right reasons. For the right reasons. Because like you see, keep saying. Yeah, right, they see the right people doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, um, you know, because we're not out there just posting kill shots. Yeah. Because that's not what it was about. You know yeah. what I mean? I think back in the day, everybody used to post kill shots and group and grin well I mean yeah everybody I think everybody did but I I think back in the day and now back in the day I'm I'm saying back in the day yeah before social media right and Facebook before people became comfortable posting it on the internet Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day it was in magazines so the people that didn't want to see it never fucking saw it never saw it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Unless, like, somebody was in an archery shop that was a vegan that wanted to try, mm-hmm. you know, traditional archery. True. Or right. something like that. Mm-hmm. So the only place that people would really see it would be in a magazine, and they'd see it with the story of the animal and the kill and mm-hmm. the whole entire process. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, check out this fucking monster <laughs> bug I just shot. Peace. You know what I mean? Hashtag fucking buttholes. You know? Like, who knows? Yeah. You know? But... Which is what social media has allowed. Yeah. 
it's yeah. it's allowed and i've done it mm -hmm. i think i'm sure everybody's done something at some point on mm -hmm. social media mm -hmm. that puts a poor reflection on fucking hunters true nobody's perfect and no. i'd never sit here and say oh yeah oh, all these hunters no. they've just done flawless no, no, jobs no, no, you know not. what i mean yeah, everybody yeah. has their fucking course, bad moment of course or their whatever we're all human we're all fallible of course. yeah um but we did have before social media we did have like for duck hunting like mm -hmm. you know like or even for big bucks, like 20, you know, 20 kills in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It kind of showed people that it was just about the kill, which is not. Yeah. It's not, it's not about that. Yeah. And with the social media now, it's like we're posting pictures of that. Shows a, shows a hunter who's, like, climbing up a hill and he's tired as hell. Yeah. He's beat up. And he's still pushing. And he's still pushing. Yeah. And, and people respect that. Yeah. You know what I mean? For and sure. It, and it's not just a dead animal has blood all over him. And, you know, they actually see, like, beautiful plates of food and the whole family gathered around eating it you know and mm -hmm. that, that, that speaks volumes then yeah you know so absolutely yeah. yeah so we're getting to a better place slowly you know? yeah yeah how do you feel about social media i mean you've talked about it. it's great for networking it's mm -hmm. been shitty for you know hunters with bad publicity or whatever how do you feel like what else i think it's, it's um it's definitely a right and wrong way of going about it okay you know and um so and i'm gonna just throw this in here this is going to be the dead eye minute mm -hmm. all right and it's probably going to be a lot longer than a fucking minute okay so this is going to be the dead eye topic okay all right huntresses i don't believe huntress is a thing i think <laughs> that we're all fucking hunters right i hate the word huntress right so what is your opinion of huntresses on social media ah <sighs> And you can be delicate or dive in. Right. That's right. up to you. Right, right. I'll, I'll let you practice your own restraint on this one. Uh, I, I don't think they're... Um, I think they're showing more of their um, their ass and tits <laughs> more than hunting. So... A I mean? lot of them are, but there's yeah. some girls on there who are actually going Oh, there's some girls on there that are killing it. bad asses. Way better dude. hunters than yeah. I will ever be. You know yeah. what I mean? Dude, there's some girls that I talk to that hunt from all over the United States and mm -hmm. Northwest Territories, yeah. Canada, yeah. that are so savage women right. and so humble exactly. and so great about yeah, it. Yeah. And they're always fully clothed. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they are not I, oh I, shit. And, and I think, honestly, I think what social media was is, is, is a big scramble of like... Sex sells. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, I think what it was is, um, like we are talking about earlier, everything was on TV, mm -hmm. right? So in TV, you get like, you know, 30,000 30, people watching this show, right? Mm -hmm. When social media came around, all the companies looked at it and looked at like, you, oh man, this guy has 100,000 followers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look all the people, you know, he's getting. Yeah. Let's just give him a bunch of gear. You know what I mean? Because so all those people see him in our shit. Right? Yeah. And then and they didn't really think about what was going on. Everybody's in a big scramble of just like getting viewers out there and having people Well, not only that, what about people that are buying followers? What about people that, exactly. like, have ghost followers yeah. or use accounts to do follow for a follow? Right, like, right. all this f phony, false advertisement mm -hmm. bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think we started off with the social media on a wrong step. Mm -hmm. You know, we gave all, you know, big companies, they gave, like, a chick who has, like, 300,000 followers who's, like, half naked. There you go. Here's a Here's spaghetti. gear and money. Here's gear and money posted about it, but she didn't know nothing about hunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she just stuck her ass out in a G-string with a bow in her hand right? and said, I'm practicing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think we moved from that to... Moving. Yeah. You know, we haven't moved. 
slowly moving. Slowly, slowly, slowly moving to a better direction where we have women who are actually hunters now. Yeah. Right? Who, yeah. Who, who are doing it. Real women came out of the woodwork. Came out of the woodwork. That are like, fuck this. Yeah. We yeah. are not down for this. Right, right. So now they're, they actually have camouflage on who are out there actually hunting and doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And You know what I mean? And, and the company's trying to notice that now. So we're going away from this naked chick on Instagram to like actually hunters and focusing on that. So I think it, it, we just kind of the, the whole social media and the hunting community kind of, you know, grew, uh, for lack of better terms, in, a, in, in that sense. And I think we're getting to a lot better place where we yeah. are now. So I don't know if that answered your questions right now. But yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just more just conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Stirring yeah. the pot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really good at that. <laughs> yeah. I like to stir the pot. I like to make people uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You kind of have to, though, because how right. else are we going to grow? Exactly. How else are we going to, you know, like, what do we do as hunters? Do we go out there, we push ourselves through uncomfortable circumstances right. the entire hunt? Yeah. But then when it comes to real life, we can't be uncomfortable because yeah. it's uncomfortable? Like, no, motherfucker. Like, we all need to learn how to live and thrive. Exactly. Just be who you are, man. uncomfortable yeah. situations. Be be people okay don't like it. you, they don't like yeah. you. It's okay. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? It's not the Go follow somebody world, else's page. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah, so I think we're, we're getting into that now, and, and a lot of the companies are, you know, moving to that. Realizing. And realizing, yeah, people who are actually hunting for the right reason and supporting them versus people just out there buying followers and, yeah. you know, just posting pictures just to make money and become famous, you know. So yeah. we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. We definitely are. So what does it mean to you to be an ethical hunter? Like when you're <laughs> out on the sweat line, when you're out – you know, in the in the duck blind, mm-hmm. what does it mean for you to be an ethical hunter out there and be a role model? Doing the right thing when no one's looking, mm-hmm. right? And then practicing your craft. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to go out there and not shoot my shotgun in the off season and go out there and open day trying to wound a bunch of ducks. You know what I mean? Have them go out and not retrieve them. When, you know, when people are watching you, the little kids who people bring out to the duck blind. And, 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 and you see everything you're doing. Little kids are, are smart nowadays, man. Yeah. They notice everything you do. They hear what you're saying, but they also look at what you're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? I think we just got to lead that example. It's like ethical hunter, basically, you know, the clean shot, you know, clean kill. You know? And um, doing the right, picking up your shells. You know what I mean? They also messes up a lot of public land hunting in California or people who let people come on the land and hunt. You know, it was that you're hunting this year, next year it can be posted because people leave their shells out there. You know what I mean? I think as hunters, we're such a looked down upon so much, you know, and um, anything we can do to do to do things for the right reasons, I think we should, yeah. you know, and that's practicing your craft, you know, that's, um, you know, just taking care of the land, man, you know, yeah. and I think that goes back for me to uh, kind of biblically too. It's like the Bible verse that says uh, God give us dominion over the animals and, you know, dominion to me doesn't mean just going out and killing everything and having control over them. It's more a sense of, uh, you know, like taking care of the land, taking care Balance, of Balance, being yeah, stewards. Be stewards of the, yeah, be stewards of the land, um, managing the, the herds. You know, when we talk about herds over here, stopping the hunting for a while so the herd could build back up. You know what I mean? Managing the duck, not, not shooting over your limit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that all points to, you know, that verse that kind of says, you know, dominion over the animals. And I think as humans, that's something we need to be doing. You know what I mean? And that's where ethical comes in, too. It's like, we're not just doing it just for yourself. You know, if I go out there and shoot over my limit, 
is going to affect my kids hunting in the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I want them to enjoy everything that I'm doing and, and that's managing everything through you know, limits and you know, just taking care of the land. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what <clears throat> being an ethical hunter means to me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, dude, I think we'll end right there. Hey. Yeah. I think, I, you know, I talked enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that, I mean, to roll out from there, I think that's just cool. Yeah. A perfect note. I'm good with that, bro. Thanks for giving me an opportunity, man. You know, finally made it happen. Get yeah. out. Enjoy some food. Good day. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it, bro. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for tuning into the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.